Welcome to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast, a podcast designed to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. In our last episode, we talked about leading through crisis, part one. We define crisis and we learn five truths concerning each crisis. In this episode, we're going to learn from what I've learned from the number one leadership guru and expert in the world, my friend, Dr. John Maxwell, what I learned from many of my mentors over the years and what I've learned from over 30 years of leading. Before I get into the 11 perspective principles, how we view things is how we do things. Let me say this. This is so critical. A leader is present when everyone else is AWOL. Absence without a leave. In other words, absent. A leader steps up and steps in when others are backing away or becomes suddenly MIA, missing in action. A leader is present when everyone else is AWOL. A leader steps up and steps in when others are backing away or becomes suddenly MIA. See, real leaders are there. They're present. You know, you've heard the saying, people don't always remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. People remember when we as leaders are there in the midst of their crisis. And so more important than anything else as a leader is your presence. Now, our perspective is important as well. Let me very quickly uh, in this episode share 11 perspective principles. How we view things is how we do things. You see, one person can turn adversity into an advantage. Another can take the same adversity and turn it into a disadvantage. Johnny Erickson Tata, who has walked through much adversity, says this, and I quote, Perspective is everything when you are experiencing the challenges of life. Perspective is everything when you're experiencing the challenges of life. And she certainly has experienced the challenges of life and overcome and been a great example of what it means to have a great perspective. See, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. And I'll explain that. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You see, when we look at something, it's what do we see? Do we see it as a disaster? Do we see it as the end of the world? Do we see it as the sky is falling? Or do we see it as an opportunity? Do we see it as a moment where things can turn around, where God can do something for good that will turn things around? Think about it. Uh, every medicine that came into being came into being because of sickness, in other words, because of adversity. In adversity or crisis, there are certain advantages or opportunities that we would not have had without them. Crisis now, adversity now, positions us to help others in the future. I love what Albert Einstein said. He said, in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Forbes wrote during the coronavirus crisis, they said the coronavirus crisis is creating problems, but also creating great opportunities. A crisis will make you do things you wouldn't do without a crisis. Some changes will not be made unless we have to make the change. And in the middle of a crisis, there are two types of people. One person says, how long will this last? But the other will say, while I'm in it, how can I get better? What can I do to learn? How can I improve? You see, we all have bad experiences. Even we're not in the middle of what we would call a crisis. Maybe we would call it a, a mini crisis or a bad experience. How we act and how we react in that mini crisis, in that bad experience, 
determines how we're going to act and react in the future when we face other situations. I love the saying someone said, some days you're a pigeon and some days you're the statue. Some days you dump on and some days you're being dumped on. How many know that's true? We've all been where we've created crisis and we've all been where we all of a sudden found ourselves in a crisis. What we do with bad experiences defines who we become. Very few people, listen, very few people make bad experiences into positive experiences. And if we can have a right perspective in the midst of a difficult situation, then we can help our family and those around us, and we can help people in the future. Napoleon Hill said, every adversity, every failure, and every heartache carries with it the seed of equal or greater benefit. I like to say it like this, a positive perspective upgrades the situation. A positive perspective upgrades the situation. Here's a challenge I want to give you, and I want to give your team. Be one of the few who take bad experiences and turn them into a better experience. Now, 11 perspective principles. Number one, and if you've been around my friend, Dr. John Maxwell, you've heard him say this over and over again, and it reminds me of my dad. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Craig Rochelle, I believe, is the one who said we have uphill hopes but downhill habits. My dad always taught me that if you ever want to achieve anything in life, you're going to have to work hard. Show up, show up early, but show up ready to work. You know what I've noticed about a lot of people is when they show up to work, first of all, they don't show up early and they don't show up ready to work. They show up ready to maybe go get another cup of coffee, show up ready maybe to go talk, show up ready maybe to go do this. And, and, and when they show up, it takes them forever before they actually go to work. Well, everything worthwhile is uphill. It's going to take time, it's going to take effort, it's going to take energy, and it's going to take commitment to become great at anything. As Dr. Maxwell says, you're never good at anything the first time, and really you're not good at it the second time either. Crisis moves us. It moves us forward or it moves us backwards, up or down. Things will never return to normal, the normal that you and I know. But here's what can happen. Things can get better if we work at it and realize that everything worthwhile is uphill. The second perspective principle is this. There's always an answer. And I love this saying that I've heard several people say, and I've really made it one of my sayings, I live on the other side of yes. I live on the other side of yes. Successful people know that. Unsuccessful people don't. We will find a way. And as a believer, as a Christian, I know that I serve a God who makes a way where there is no way. You see, the greatest gap between successful and unsuccessful people is the thinking game. Successful people in a difficult situation believe there's always an answer. There's a difference between a victim and a victor. A victim believes that not only is it bad, it's going to get worse. A victor believes there's always an answer. Number three, perspective principle. Allow adversity to help you discover who you really are. You know, people will say, I'm this, or I would do this, or if I was in that situation, this is what I would do, and it's easy to be a what we call an armchair quarterback and say what we would do if we're in a situation. But you really don't realize what you would do or who you are until you're in the midst of a situation. 
A good friend of mine and one of our leaders who oversees our safety team shared with me about his military experiences, how that the one that you thought would step up and be the one that would step up and step in and in the midst of a crisis and lead the way is often the one you can't find. And sometimes it's the person that you didn't think who would step up and all of a sudden they're stepping up and leading the way. You see, adversity helps us discover who we really are. Uh, We don't know who we really are or how we'll react or how we'll act until we go through a crisis and we're tested. And so allow adversity to help you discover who you really are and then really allow it to help you to become who you really want to be. Number four principle, uh, perspective principle, is develop a positive life stance. Life stance meaning a consistent attitude which influences our behavior. A consistent attitude which influences our behavior. How do we view things? Because how we view things is how we do things. You see, life is filled with good and bad. We know that. Some of the good and some of the bad I cannot control. It's just life. It just happens. Some of the good and some of the bad will find me. The good and the bad will become better if we have a positive life stand. If I have a negative life stance, then the good and the bad will become worse. Therefore, I choose a positive life stance. Listen, this has taken years. This has taken years. I don't always get it right, but when something adverse happens or when I find myself in the midst of a crisis, I have got myself disciplined. I've trained myself to come to a place to say, okay, all right, God, this is going on. What good is going to come out of this? How can we turn this around for good and for the glory of God? Number five, perspective principle, and this is one of my favorite, feed your faith and starve your fears. Feed your faith and starve your fears. You see, the key word here is a focus. What what we focus on expands. Am I a faith pusher or am I a fear pusher? And when you're in the midst of a crisis, you're going to find out there's a whole lot of fear pushers and not very many faith pushers. You know, I love the trip, uh, the, uh, the story about a man that was going on a trip and uh, he was telling the barber that was doing his hair what airline he was going on. And, and the barber said, oh, I wish you weren't on that airline. And he said, where are you staying? And he tells him, and the barber said, man, I was stationed there. That's a terrible hotel. And he, he says, well, what are, you, what, are you gonna, what are you doing there? Well, I have a sales presentation. Oh, the barber said, I wish you weren't going there. Those Italians talk all day, and, and, and it's not going to be good. It's not going to go well. And, and uh, the salesman said, well, I'm, I'm really hoping that I'll get a, get a private audience with the Pope. And the barber said, well, that is dumb, unrealistic, uh, that you're going to see the Pope privately. That is not going to happen. Well, a month later, the salesman came in to see the barber again, and he asked him about it. He said, oh, man, it was the greatest trip I ever had. The airline was great. Uh, slept well. The, the, the hotel, they greeted me with fresh towels. They were awesome. Uh, the sales meeting, they loved my product. They bought all that I had with me, and, and I have to go back with more. And, and, and you know, the greatest part of the trip was this. I actually got a private audience with the Pope. He ushered me in on the red carpet, and, 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 and you know, he said, well, what did he say? He said, well, he said, my son, my son, where did you get such a lousy haircut? <laughs> Listen. Feed your faith and starve your fears. There's a lot of people that you're going to run into that are fear pushers. 
They're going to tell you about everything that can go wrong. They're going to tell you how unrealistic you are in your your expectations. They're going to try to talk you out of your dreams. They're going to try to talk you out of your dreams because, well, quite frankly, they're not living their dreams, and they've done talk themselves out of theirs. And they're going to try to cause you to live in fear, which will paralyze you and keep you from walking in faith. Don't allow fear pushers to keep you from your destiny and becoming the leader you were created to be and from experiencing what you were created to experience and from accomplishing your God-ordained destiny. Be a faith pusher, not a fear pusher. You feed your fear, you'll get emotionally and physically, mentally and spiritually sick. You feed your faith and you will accomplish things that you never thought possible. Number six, number six, uh, our perspective. Listen to this. Realize that motions influence emotions. Motions influence emotions. I love what Dr. Crane said. Motions are precursors of emotions. Motions are precursors of emotions. If I feel, in other words, if I feel this emotion, then I will do this action. Let me give you a couple examples. See, you have to make a decision before you get into the situation. If I feel depressed, I will sing. We all feel depressed sometimes. What do we do? Do we stay in our depression or do we sing? So if I feel depressed, I'm going to sing. If I feel fear, I'm going to express faith. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, man, I can't do this. You know what? I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know what? I can do this. I will do this. If I feel incompetent, I will remember my past successes. See, there are things where we all feel incompetent. I'm getting ready to step into some things that I totally feel incompetent. And I have to keep speaking to myself. You know what? Remember when I felt incompetent about this, but, but I stepped out and look what happened. Remember in this situation, in other words, past successes. Remember past successes. What am I doing right now to turn my negative emotions into positive actions? The quicker you take positive activity on negative emotions, the quicker you will recover. You can sulk in your misery. You can sit there and you can think about and dwell on how difficult it is and how bad it's getting and and how much worse it's going to be. Or you can take a positive life stance and you can take action that will position you to change your emotions. Number seven. Number seven perspective principle, today matters. So many times we live in the past or we live in the future and we miss out on the importance of today. Today counts. Adversity is always filled with uncertainty. What about tomorrow? What if this happens? Here's the deal. I don't know much about the future right now, but I do know if I make today count, that will make a huge difference on how the future turns out. If you and I are taking care of today, it will help for tomorrow. I'm either preparing, which will help for tomorrow, or I'm repairing to fix, which will not. Do the right things now. Do what you know you need to do today. And even as Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Trust him today, and your tomorrow will be better than you can imagine, even if you're in the midst of a crisis. Number eight, perspective principle, reflect instead of react to adversity. Reflect instead of react. We're so quickly to react. And when we react, 
We usually don't react in a good, healthy way. But when we reflect before we act or react, things are much different. There's the old saying, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And we laugh about that, but the reality is people do it all the time. They do the same thing again and again and wonder, why am I getting the same results? Well, reflect instead of react to adversity. All is well that begins well. All is well that ends well. Preparation and reflection are key. Let me give you uh, five quick things uh, for toward a reflection path. Number one, every day, take time to review. In other words, get away from everything else. This is good to do in the evening before you go to bed. What happened in my world today? Go back and rewind, kind of relive the day, if you will. Number two, ask myself questions. What did I learn today that I didn't know before today? How could I have lived today better? In other words, what should I have done differently? What did I like about the day? What did I learn about the day that's going to help me in the future? In other words, ask some reflective questions. Number three is talk to myself. And you say, well, crazy people talk to themselves. No, uh, crazy people maybe answer themselves. I'm just kidding. Actually, we all talk to ourselves, and all, actually, we all answer ourselves as well, whether we realize it or not. We all talk to ourselves. It's just what kind of talking are we doing? 95% of emotions are determined by the way you talk to yourself. Think about that. A study shows that 95% of emotions are determined by the way you talk to yourself. The most important person you listen to every day is yourself. Why is that? Because we talk to ourselves all day. We go throughout the day talking to ourselves in our thoughts. We may not say it out loud, but we're talking to ourselves and we're listening to ourselves. And if we're not saying the right things, then instead of being positive, we are going to be negative. Number four is direct myself. Jim Rome says, turn life around. What appears on your mental, I should list. You know, we often say, well, what I should have done or, you know, what, 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 what I should have done and I didn't do it. Well, can I do tomorrow and change my I should have's into I did so then we reflect, you know what, I should have done that and I did do that and this is what happened. So take action, direct yourself. Number five is take action myself. Does my reflection lead to action? And, and that's really the main focus of the reflection is to not just see what happened, but to take what happened and learn from it which will lead to better action. Number nine, perspective principle. Adversity makes you relatable to others. How do you close the gap? Well, the moment you understand that I understand, that is when the connection begins. You know, it's so critical. It's so critical. The moment you understand, you know, if you want to people to understand and if you want to be understood then you have to understand you have to get to know people and you have to let them know let them into your life and let them know what you've walked through so many people try to put up a facade and, and leaders do this all the time they try to put up a facade like they've never walked through anything and they're so far removed from their audience from those they're leading what we need to do is we need to close the gap transparency positions us for greater impact because others realize we're not just talking from learning, but we're speaking from living. In other words, we've been there. Let me say that again. I always try to lead from transparency. Transparency positions us for greater impact because others realize we're not just talking from learning, but we're speaking from living. 
You know, I've watched politicians over the years, and and I'm not a politician, nor am I, nor do I ever plan to, to run as a politician. But politicians always uh, put up this. It seems like, for the most part, this facade. And I thought, boy, if I ever ran for political office, I would just say, hey, here's what I did when I was in second grade, and here's what I did when I was in junior high, and here's where I failed in my adult life, and here's what happened here. But here's what God did, and here's what I learned, and here's how I can take that that crisis and that adversity, and it's made me a better person. I am who I am today because of what I walked through. In other words, uh, I tell people about my failures and my adversity and the wisdom that has come out of the crisis, the trials, the difficulties, and the problems. The tenth, uh, the tenth perspective principle, always look for the big picture. So many times we get caught up just looking at ourselves and what is going on, and we don't see the big picture. We don't include others. The big picture includes others. Now I don't just see me, but I see you. I see your family. I see how it impacts other people. I see that I'm not the only one going through it, but you're going through it, and others are going through it, and, and we're able to go through it together. And once you see others, it gets the attention off of ourselves. You know what I've noticed as, as a leader, and I see this so much, immature people, are people who only see their problems and their issues. It's all about them. Immature people, it's all about them. They only see their problems and their issues, and they don't see the big picture. But great leaders, significant leaders, impactful leaders, leaders that lead well through crisis, see the big picture. They're always looking for the big picture. The final Perspective principle here, number 11, is adversity makes people stronger. You've heard the saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. The truth is, uh, you become a better leader when you've gone through adversity and learned how to lead through crisis. Our willpower acts like a muscle. The more we face adversity, the stronger our willpower becomes. It's like going to the gym. I remember when I first went to the gym with a trainer and I could barely lift anything. And then a year later, I'm lifting things that I never thought possible. But it was because of showing up each day, pushing through the difficulty. I remember times when I thought, man, I do not like my trainer. I he would want me to do something. And I wanted to say, no, I don't like you. But you know what? I pushed through. And as I did... I loved the results. Why? Because adversity makes us stronger. Again, as I said earlier, and and I love this, a positive perspective upgrades the situation. A positive perspective upgrades the situation. The lessons I learned during the crisis gives us character. It develops our willpower. It teaches us lessons we would have never learned otherwise. And it makes us who we are today. As a leader, we're going to lead through crisis. That's what leaders do. A leader shows up when everyone else is AWOL. A leader steps up when everyone else is missing in action. A leader is present, always ready to lead, to help. And a leader will lead well when a leader has a healthy perspective. What we see is what we do. What we see is how we lead. 
I want to challenge you to take some time and individually or with your team and review these 11 perspective principles. How are you doing? How's your team doing? Which ones will you focus on this week, this season that you're in, to make you a better leader in your home, in the office, in your church, or in life? Everyone deserves to be led well. We lead better when we have the proper perspective because a positive perspective not only upgrades the situation, but positions and empowers the leader to lead better and to lead well. If this episode has been helpful to you, will you do me a favor? We're just getting started. I believe this is just our 15th episode. I want to encourage you to share with others and let them know. And also would ask you, if it's been helpful to you, to please give us a review that we can reach out and help others become the leader that they were created to be. Thank you for listening to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast. For more information or to download the leader guide for this episode, you can go to our website, larrycrawford.live. To get in touch with us, send us an email at leadership at larrycrawford.live.